Good morning, good morning, Rabbi Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Mechila, uh, I've been uh, AWOL, unfortunately, with a little bit of the, uh, <laughs> of the flu. Uh, tore through our home, Baruch Hashem, but hopefully a little bit better now. Just don't shake my hand yet. All right, let's get started. Uh, we have a few uh, 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 dedications, because they've piled up. This week, uh, the learning for this week is dedicated by the Torah Center Diamond Donors, the Murciano family, loving memory, learning Shabbat Shalom Murciano, his mother, Felicia Bat Miriam Murciano, Azaku Baruch. Also in loving memory, Ruven Ben Lina, Alava Shalom, Randy Zablo, foremost caterers, who dedicated his life to serving the Jewish community near and far. His smile and love for our community will never be forgotten. And Aaron Ben Rachel, Alava Shalom, whose soul was too pure for this world, may he watch over his family from Gan Eden. Sponsored by Harry Talon, dedicated in honor of his wife, Mariel. Congratulations. And in celebration of their new baby girl, Mazaltov and Mabruk. Also dedicated in loving memory to Nishmat, Faraj Goel Ben Batya. Happy 81st birthday in Shamayim, Dad. You are loved and missed every day. In loving memory for your mom, for her Azkara, Batya Bat Rachel, Shalom, love Miriam. Also dedicated in honor of Naomi and David Dilmani in celebration of the newborn baby girl with love, the grandparents, Sandy and Aaron Shochet, Dalia and William Dalmani, Mazaltov, Mabruk, Mubarak, Mazaltov, and we can now reveal that the name is Michal. Congratulations. Mishatova Mutzlahat. Also dedicated loving memory of Dora Rosa Lichtenstein, Lilunishmat Ora Dora Bat Ida Avraham Nisim, Alea Shalom Anushiloshim by Mario, Eric, and Adam Lichtenstein. Ora Dora Bat Ida Avraham Nisim was 72 years old. Grandmother, mother, wife, ESOL teacher in that order. Always proud of a family, always forgiving, always loving, always a smile. Always super courageous, always taught us to be super Jews. Always love and do to others as you want them to love and do to you. Always love life. Breakfast in the class also dedicated in honor of JJ Katz for the three-year anniversary of humankind investments, as well as you and your substantial capacity to invest in good companies today and every day. Check out HKND ETF, sponsored by his family. You cannot make this stuff up. This is brilliant. Okay, also dedicated to his pretty for Rashi Yosef Ben Dar from his grandchildren, and dedicated loving memory of Mayor Agami, Lilun Shmat Mayor Ben Esther Aleva Shalom, sponsored by his son Isaac Agami. The Cobra was sponsored by David Yash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to good in every day. In comes our president, Soli Asa, Baruch Hashem, Shtabach Shuma, Hazaku Baruch, for all the tremendous work they're doing for our Keilah, Hazaku Baruch. Let's begin. The Pasuk tells us something remarkable. You should speak to the Jewish people and say, Ach et Shabbatotai Tishmoru, I want you to guard my Shabbatot. Ki oti beni ubenechem ledorotechem. It is a sign between me and you for your generations. Now, this is new. Let me explain. Every pasuk that we've seen up until this point in the Torah seems to say a similar thing. And let me try and show you a version of what we normally come across. Guard the Shabbat. Why? Because the Shabbat is holy. For you, okay. So Shabbat's holy for you. You got to be careful. Don't break the Shabbat. There's a punishment for breaking Shabbat. Six days a week you should do work. On the seventh day you should rest. Kodesh Hashem. It's the Shabbat's holy to Hashem, right? Everything. Kol Sebo melacha. You get punished if you do melacha. And then the famous line that we say on Shabbat for Kiddush is in this week's parasha. Yishameru Shabbat la'asunt et Right? Right? Beautiful. 
uh, not my singing, the Pasuk. Right? The, the Shabbat is a sign. It's a covenant between me and you. That's what we normally find. What is holy? Shabbat is holy. What is holy? God is holy. What is Shabbat for you? A sign, ot, and a berit, and a covenant. But in the first Pasuk, I want you to notice that he says something a little bit different. It says, I want you to keep the Shabbat. Ki ot he, for it is a sign. Between me and you, the daughter of your generations. Ladat to know. Ki ani amonai mekadishchem. That I am God, the one who makes you holy. That is an entirely different angle to what Shabbat means and to what Shabbat is doing. And today, that's what I want to unpack with you. What does it mean that Shabbat is designed to make you know that I am God, your sanctifier, the one who makes you holy? Fascinating. It's not Shabbat that's holy. It's not God that's holy. Of course they are, but that's not what this Pasuk is telling us. It's telling us that this will help you know that you are holy. To me, that is a complete reversal of the Shabbat paradigm. So let's learn a little bit together, and then hopefully we'll have a bigger understanding of this. The Gemara says, on those words, Ushmartem et Shabbat, you should guard Shabbat, that Shabbat is holy to you, says the Gemara something fascinating. If the Jewish people had but kept that first Shabbat properly, no nation would ever have been able to conquer or defeat the Jewish people. Had we kept that first Shabbat, like it says, and was on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather the man. On that first Shabbat that we left Egypt, on that first Shabbat as a people, had we kept Shabbat, no one would have been able to conquer us. Because what happens immediately after we read about those people leaving the camp to go collect the manna on Shabbat outside of the Tchum, the Pasuk tells us, Vayavo Amalek. And Amalek came. My friends, I think the Gemara is telling us something remarkable. We're learning over here that Shabbat has a protective quality. It's not just that you get rewarded for it, but that Shabbat protects you. There's a famous line from Echad Ha'am, used to say, Yoter mimash Yisrael shomrim Shabbat, more than the Jewish people keep Shabbat. Ha-Shabbat shomeret Yisrael. The Shabbat keeps the Jewish people. More than we keep Shabbat, Shabbat keeps us. Shabbat has a power within it to be something that protects a person. And therefore the Talmud is telling us that if we'd kept that Shabbat, we would have enshrined inside of ourselves that protection. Why? My friends, there's a pasuk that tells us, Shilomo HaMelech writes, Kichitzim biyad gibor, like arrows in the hands of the mighty, so too are b'nei aneurim, so too is the power of youth. And our Chachamim explained to us, what is the lesson, what is Shilomo HaMelech telling us? That when a person fires an arrow, like arrows in the hands of a warrior, are the days of our youth. What is he saying? When you fire an arrow at a target, and you're aiming, 
What are you doing when you're aiming? You have to close one eye. And why do you close one eye when you aim? Because when you're looking with two eyes, your sight is not exactly 100% accurate. Closing your eye, and not just closing your eye, bending your eye as close as you can to the place where either the gun or the arrow is being fired, that millimeter, that nanometer, the tiniest fraction of a quarter of a half of a centimeter is enough for you to miss your target. Why? Because the angle of the vector at the beginning of the trajectory of something what is off by a quarter of a centimeter here, over the path of its trajectory, winds up. These two things, one is off like this. As they go, the distance between them grows more and more and more. So too are the days of youth, that when a person is beginning their journey in this world, that precise uh, and, 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 uh, and guided intentional living Deciding what you want to do, what you don't want to do. What you want to include, what you don't want to include. What you're going to allow yourself to be swayed by, what you're not going to allow yourself. That makes an enormous difference over the course of your life. So therefore, says the Pasuk, if we would have incorporated Shmirat Shabbat in that first Shabbat as a people, we would have been unattackable. Fascinating. The Chachamim ask a very interesting question. The Chachamim asks, if you take a look, the Pasuk actually tells us <clears throat> that when the Jewish people, the ones that broke Shabbat, they went out to go collect, right? What does the Pasuk say? Velomatsu. They didn't find. Remember? They went out to go get the manna. And what happened? Was the manna there? No. In fact, that's why the custom is that on Shabbat of Parashat B'Shalach, we put out food for the birds before Shabbat, on Shabbat Shira. Why? To reward the birds for having come to eat the leftover manna that was left out in the field, so that there would not be a second portion, there would not be a portion on Shabbat. Moshe said, don't go out and collect. They went out to collect anyway, and God made sure that all of it was eaten up, that it was not there. But my friends, if lo if they did not find it, then they did not carry it back. If they did not carry it back, then they didn't break Shabbat. So what are we saying if they didn't keep Shabbat, if they would have kept Shabbat that week, we would have been protected forever. They didn't break it. There's different answers to this question. One answer is, it's true that they didn't break it by carrying, but they went out far enough outside the tomb that just going without carrying is also breaking Shabbat. Okay, one answer. But I want to share with you a beautiful answer that I saw in Aperion Shilomo. He says, you're right. They were not Michalel Shabbat. But that's not what the Gemara tells us. It doesn't say, Shabbat. If not for the fact the Jewish people didn't desecrate Shabbat, they would have been uh, untouchable. It says, Shameru Yisrael. If the Jewish people had guarded the Shabbat. Let me give you an example. I want you to imagine a fellow, let's say the person is a, uh, a police officer. And it is his job to protect this area, this precinct. That's his job. To make sure 
that the precinct is safe. One day, the guy drinks so much liquor on St. Paddy's Day, okay? He's so drunk, uh, the officer O'Malley, for whatever reason, he went a little too hard. Sorry if there's an officer O'Malley that's listening to this broadcast. I don't mean to call you out. He sleeps through his entire shift. End of the month comes. Officer O'Malley comes to collect his paycheck. And he says, listen, uh, you know, 30 days times how much per day I'd like to get paid. His, uh, his officer tells him, um, uh, Officer O'Malley, you know, on the day after St. Paddy's Day, you slept through the whole day. And the guy says to his officer, he says, Officer, sir, excuse me. He says, listen, you know, it's true, it's true. My job, though, is to protect the people, to keep everybody safe. And you know what? I checked the logs, and there were no crimes committed on the day after St. Paddy's Day in my precinct. So I should get paid, because the people were safe on that day. And the guy looks at this officer, he says, Are you Majnun? I don't know why he's SY, but are you Majnun? Are you out of your mind? <coughs> you get paid for guarding the precinct. The fact that nothing happened has nothing to do with you not guarding it. We got lucky that day. But you know what? You can't get paid for guarding it. My friends, that's the mashal for this question. We're asking a question. They went out, there was nothing, they didn't carry back. That's true. But the reason why they didn't break Shabbat was not because they, they wanted to not break Shabbat, because they wanted to guard Shabbat, rather because it happens to be that they did not break Shabbat. My friends, there is a massive difference between not being Michalil Shabbat and being Shomer Shabbat. Imagine a fellow who decides to read this week because he has an exam on Sunday. So all day long, Friday night, Shabbat day, he sat there, all he's doing is reading whatever book he was supposed to read for his final exam. The guy didn't leave the apartment. He didn't do anything wrong. The lights were on until he fell asleep. He crammed from the morning until Shabbat. All he did was read his book. At the end of Shabbat, his friend says to him, wow, amazing, just kept your first Shabbat. The guy's like, ah, you know, you're right, I did. It's true the guy didn't break Shabbat. But he also didn't keep Shabbat. He just happens to not have broken it. To guard Shabbat means, uh, Officer O'Malley, that you turned up and you looked everywhere and you made sure that everything was in the right way. And you made sure that the, the light in the refrigerator was not going to turn on. And you made sure that you didn't do this. And you walked to shul instead of drive. You was a conscious guarding to ensure that something was remaining in its sanctity. My friends, this idea is very powerful. And let me tell you why it's so powerful. Because the pasuk is telling us something. It's telling us that when you protect Shabbat, what are you saying? What are you communicating? Not only that Shabbat is holy, and not only that God is holy, and that He ensured that our world uh, was, uh, had a sense of completion, had a sense of rest on this day, but you ensure that you are holy. Ladat ki ani amonai mekadishchem. Now I know that a lot of people when they light Shabbat candles, when they make Kiddush, are very focused on bringing the holiness of Shabbat into their house. 
on sanctifying Shabbat, to make Shabbat holy, to remember God. But I'm asking you a very a deep, a deep and a difficult question. Are you remembering that you're holy? Are you remembering that you are sanctified? Are you remembering that God chose you and asked you to be something special, to be something more? That toast that you make with a cup of wine on Shabbat, to Shabbat, to God, don't you realize it's also a toast to you? My friends, in a marriage, when someone stands up at a wedding and gives a toast to a Sheva Berachot, they can't toast the bride without the groom or the groom without the bride. If we're sanctifying God and we're sanctifying Shabbat, the Talmud tells us that both Shabbat and God are the partner of the Jewish people. That's our other half, so to speak. So every Shabbat that you go through, it lifts the person. My friends, <clears throat> according to this, I think we realize something remarkable. Because in not breaking Shabbat, we're doing something dogmatic. But in ensuring its holiness, we are focusing on ensuring our own holiness. But what is so special to me is that this word, Ushmartem et Shabbat, does not only appear by Shabbat, but we find it actually at the exodus of Egypt. The Pasuk says, Ushmartem et Matzot. And the Gemara points out that the word matzot is written with a vav. It's not written chaser to tell you ushmartem et ha-mitzvot. And the Gemara on that word says, what does it mean to guard the mitzvot? Just like you have to make sure that the matzah does not sit, it does not become chametz, so too you have to make sure that a mitzvah that comes to your hand, ha-mitzvah bal-yadecha al-tachmitzena. Don't let it become chametz. Don't let it sit. Someone came to ask you for help, do it now. Your parents asked you to call them back, don't push it off till later, call them now. A chance to be able to go to a class, don't say I'll go to the next one. Everything that comes to our hands, that means that this idea of doing a mitzvah or not doing a sin is not just happened to be that I didn't do a sin. It's looking out for the pitfalls that might take me to sin. It's looking out for the opportunities to be able to get a mitzvah. That's what it means to guard your own holiness. Now my friends, thank you so much. Please only say amen if you are listening live. My friends, I want to think together with you about what this could look like in our world. Let's start with Shabbat. I want to ask you. The Pasuk tells us in Parashat Kedoshim, Kedoshim Tihiyu, holy you shall be. Why? Ki Kadosh Ani, because I'm holy. When the Torah tells you that you should be holy, Hashem says to the Jewish people, because I'm holy, you know what God is saying? Maybe you're not as holy as me. But your holiness is made up of the same stuff as my holiness. That is a fascinating idea. When you think of God, 
What image comes to your mind? If I say God, what do you think? Most people, when you say God to them, when they think of something, what do they think of? A light. Fascinating. There's no evidence that that is what Hashem is, technically. Because technically, light is a thing. It's limited, and God is infinite. However, we do find that it says that in the time of Ulam Abba, and in the time of, uh, of the world to come, that Sadiqim Yoshivim, the Sadiqim will sit, the Atarotahim Biroshim, and their crowns on their head, Vinehenin, and they will enjoy Miziv HaShikhinah, from the shine of the Shikhinah. So you see that there is this association between Hashem and light. But I'm not telling you that that's what it should be. Maybe it's a feeling of warmth. I don't know. You tell me. But whatever it is that you think of when you think of Hashem, try now to imagine, perhaps to a smaller degree, that that same thing is connected to and is associated with you. The light of Hashem shines through you. I want you to think of that when you're making Kiddush on Friday night when you're coming to shul on Shabbat morning, I want you to imagine that there's a glow about you. I want you to realize that the pasuk tells us this about our tefillin shel rosh. It says, And the nations of the world will see that God's name is called upon you. They will be in, not in fear. The word yir'ah doesn't always mean fear. It means they will be in awe of you. When it tells us that we will be, the Navi says, the Jewish people will be, or lagoyim, a light unto the nations. What do you think it means? It means this. There should be a shine about a person. Our mitzvot should not just be things that we do, and then we go onto the street, and no one can tell the difference of who you are. It should be immediately evident that you are part of Am Yisrael. But where is the source of that beracha? There is no greater source to this light. There's no greater source to this kedusha than Shabbat. You should guard Shabbat because it is the covenant, it is the brit. What's the difference between a person that has this and a person that doesn't have this? Knowledge. Just the knowledge, the kavanah, the intention that this is true. Now, my friends, intention, kavanah, can do a lot of things. It is very interesting that the word kavanah, which means intention, also shares its root with the word kivun, which means direction. Direction. In Hebrew, you would ask someone, Could you guide me how to get to a certain place? Which direction do you want it to be in? The word orientation, but that's maybe a little bit of a different word today. The word kavana, which means intention, and the word direction, or the word, right, to guide are the same words. Because our intention guides us into a certain direction. When a person feels responsibility, suddenly they look at things differently. All of a sudden you're a parent, you notice everything around the house that might be dangerous for a child. Someone tells you you're in charge of uh, watching security at the front door, all of a sudden you're looking at every guy up and down, right? Because the intention creates that knowledge, creates a completely different mindset. My friends, I don't know if you ever noticed, but when it comes to Shabbat, 
Shabbat has some very interesting laws associated with it. On the one hand, Shabbat has all the melachot, the things that you're not allowed to do. But what's fascinating is that aside from the laws of what you can and can't do on Shabbat, there's an entire set of laws. And listen carefully. They are not, uh, you know, things that the rabbis want you to do. Not a black hat item. None of that. That govern the concept of the mindset of Shabbat. Fascinating. You don't find this anywhere else. You're not allowed to do this. Why? Because it's not ma'aseh Shabbat. It's not the thing of Shabbat. Because this is uvda dechol, something you would do during the week. Fascinating. It's not a melacha. What do you want from my life? Why is it asur? But the halacha tells us that when something is not in the spirit of Shabbat, you're not allowed to do it. But where did that come from? I would like to wager that that concept is indicated in this pasuk. That on Shabbat, you know what it means to guard it? Not just to not do the mitzvot. Not just to not do the averot, excuse me. Normally, we always say, Shamor vezachor echad. Shamor means the negative commandments. Zachor means the positive commandments. Remember it with zachreu alayayin. But here we're learning something different. Not just to guard it, don't do the averot. Shamor means stay in the state of mind of Shabbat. Make sure you constantly remember, that, my friends, is why Shabbat is so hard to keep. That, my friends, is why if Am Yisrael would keep two Shabbats, Mashiach would come. You think about that, you're like, oh, come on. What does the Gemara mean? If Am Yisrael would keep two Shabbats, what do you mean? If everyone just took two weeks, we just took very long naps. No. It doesn't mean that we didn't break Shabbat for two weeks. It means if for two Shabbats, we were capable of staying in that mind frame, of remembering what it means to be a Jew. Mashiach will come. You know why? Not because you kept two Shabbats, but because Shabbat as the source of all would have had such an imp- a profound and indelible uh, I- indicator, a mark on our souls, that we would be the Jews that we were always meant to be. We would keep all of Shabbat. My friends, I don't know if you know, but many, many times when people are on their journey to becoming uh, full-fledged, connected Jews, it's very difficult for them to try and keep their first Shabbat. For many people, their first Shabbat that they kept was the Shabbat project. When they launched this idea of all of Am Yisrael keeping Shabbat together for one Shabbat, many, many, many Jews kept their first Shabbat the Shabbat after October 7th, where soldiers that were pouring into Gaza said, please, I don't know that I'll be able to keep Shabbat. Keep Shabbat in my zechut. Keep Shabbat instead of me. My friends, Shabbat is transformative. So here's a crazy one. I was once working out in the gym, and I reached the maximum that I could do on the bench press. So the guy said to me, you want to lift more? It was back in my football days. I said, sure. He said, so lift more. I said, I can't. I'm pushing the max I can on the bench press. He says, I'll teach you a little trick. Put down the, the, uh, the, the, the bar, put down the bar. He said, come with me, do some supersets on your triceps. Now, 
I'm looking at this guy like he's majnun. You're not lifting when you're lifting on the bench press. You're not lifting with your triceps. You're not. Except you are. Because what's the hardest part about the lift? Anyone will tell you. It's the first start. And that's why when someone's giving you, was spotting you, when do they help you? They help you on that lift right in the beginning. So sometimes when it's difficult to do A, the answer is not to rely on the muscles that do A. Because they're pushing as hard as they can and they can't get the job done. What do you do? You work out B. And that twitch that your triceps give at the beginning of the push actually allows you to do much more. And he was right. My friends, if you're struggling in something in Judaism, understand what we're being told over here. That if you're Shomer Shabbat, Shabbat drives home into a person the knowledge that they are holy. It will help you not only with Shabbat and the Zichuyot of Shabbat, but it will help you achieve a success in any other area of mitzvot that you're struggling with. Because it doubles down, not just on Shabbat, but on your internal holiness. The power that drives your tefillah, the power that drives your Torah, the power that drives your tikkun hamidot. Shabbat is truly mekorah beracha, not only for things that are physical, not only for gashmiut, but even for ruchaniyut. May Hashem bless us to be Shomre Shabbat, Vikore Eoneg. May Hashem bless us to see Mashiach come. Mera, Amen. Rabbi Chalanya, Ben